What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 44 of the podcast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, joined, as I'm supposed to always be, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Uh, hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. Welcome back, boys. Hello, it's good to be back. It's been a weird fall. Like, I remember we're like, the summer's over, we're all back, we're on a normal schedule, and I feel like we've had maybe one or two shows where all three of us have been together. It's been, it's been strange. <laughs> I'm just laughing at what we're doing in the show notes. <laughs> so, in our show notes every week, uh, you know, we have, we have the now. episode number at the top for when I read it, and... Pixel and Steve are just changing every single character to a different <laughs> font and color. They're just, well, you know, amazing. I gotta say, this show was a lot smoother when you guys weren't here, but I did miss you. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we like to derail things. That's the thing, DJ. Like, don't get, I love DJ. He's just a yes man, though. You know, he slots in. Wow, and he's like, what, whatever you need, bro. Whatever you need, I got your back. You guys, you keep me on my toes. Well, you know, you need nice fonts for your episode number, so you remember which one it is. And Comic Sans is the nicest of all fonts. All right, we're going to kick the show off the way we often do by talking about what we're playing this week. And uh, every single one of us has been playing Link's Awakening, but I'm willing to bet I'm the only one that beat it. I finished it now. Oh, you finished it too? I have, yeah. Boom. No, I haven't. So, all right, so we're, let, let, let's start here. Where are you, Steve? I got the angler key, but I think I got one of the other keys out of order. Isn't the angler key the first key? Yeah, but then I got another one before I got the angler key, and I don't know how I managed to do it. How did you do that? I don't know. I got the one where you have to kill the guy with the bow and arrow. Oh, wow. Did you, like, farm rupees for a yeah, while? I, went, I, was really really good at the, I was really good at the crane game. <laughs> I got so many rupees. So, so you've only done, like, one dungeon. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've made very little progress since our last meeting. <laughs> That's how much he loves the crane game. I'm really good at the crane game. You just spend the whole time playing the crane game. He's been practicing. Like I can get it every single time. So I, I just like I, I, I would go in, <laughs> I'd get the fifty rupees, I'd go back out, get another fifty rupees, and then I got the bow and arrows. Great, now I can just shoot everything. You know if you just progressed a bit through the game then you get way more money than you need anyway. Well I didn't know that. And I <laughs> and I even tried stealing the bow and arrow, because I found out in the episode the last episode I was on with you guys that you can steal things. But I couldn't figure yeah. out how I, I couldn't figure it out. I ran around that guy so many times and he didn't get dizzy. It's so that, tough. You sorry, really I have just to time it well. I gave up, and I just went and farmed the rupees. <laughs> but I didn't realize the angler key was the first one. I thought there was one before that. So I've got no. two. I've got two now, and I haven't even. You have two. You haven't even done the first dungeon. No. Have you? You've not done a dungeon yet. Well, I don't know. I thought I had. What do you mean? You thought you had. You <laughs> take the key and open the dungeon, and you said you still have it. Oh no, my god! No, I haven't. I haven't done that yet. I'm on my way to the waterfall bit. It says go jump from the top of the mountains there. Or That's way later. What? What? That's where I'm Wait. at. I'm so confused. That's several dungeons in. Okay, I've ch- I've fucked it somehow. But somehow he's the owls told me to go jump from the waterfall. And I haven't even done the Angular Key Dungeon yet. You totally fucked your save somehow. So I have no idea what I've done because I've somehow I'm somehow there. You need to start the game over, and you've done almost <laughs> nothing, so you won't. It won't take you long to catch up. 
Have you done the dungeon where you have to go through like shallow water and there's like flowers and stuff in the way and no. fish? Like you haven't you haven't done the thing where you get the chain chomp and walk around with him? Yeah, I've done that. Then you must have done the first dungeon. Yeah, but I didn't have the angler key at that point. The angler key is like the fourth dungeon. I thought the angler key was the one that you get in the forest in the beginning. No, but it's, I guess it's that's down not in the correct. southeast. It's the fourth. Okay, so you're four dungeons in. You're halfway through the game, not at the very beginning. <laughs> but you're still unsure whether he's actually done a dungeon. <laughs> no, I, I've definitely done one then. I thought I knew yeah, I had. Four. I've done. I've done. I've gone into the into the places and killed bosses and stuff. I've done that. I've gone into the. I places. think the last one was you know the one where it's like three pieces <laughs> and you have to like you like run up and like cut them in half or something. This is like my dad explaining Zelda. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Steve, I'm glad you're having fun with it. Pixel, you finished yeah. the game. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's so worth so worth getting a remaster. Yeah, I'm. So so glad they remastered this game. Like this is, oh, this has always been like the top down Zelda that I've like been the closest to since it's the first one that I beat, and like it's a, it's a really really worthwhile remaster. Like it it really really I think catches the like the spirit of the original game, and like the changes that they made are like just quality of life things that like thank God you know like giving you access to more buttons because the Switch has more than so two you buttons. imagine if they didn't. And it was like, you have to switch between your sword and your shield and every other weapon in the game. It's like, oh, And no. running. And running. <laughs> Is there a quick way to change weapons? No. Oh. Uh, not like a quick way, but in the original game, since the Game Boy only has an A and B button, yeah. you, you had to actively switch between... Like, if you wanted to hold your sword... And any other item, that would be your two slots. I, I I do wonder why they didn't use the D-pad buttons, so I could quickly swap stuff out like you can do in um, Breath of the Wild. That would be nice. Especially because there's not that many items, so like being able to hot swap would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I, I only ever want to swap the Y button, because I always have the f- feather on the X. Because I don't know why I, I like having a jump button, even when I don't need it. Oh, yeah. Same. You can jump over enemies, huh? Yeah. Uh, when I used to play it when I was younger, I used to use the like that instead of the shield. I almost never had the shield equipped because I'm like, screw that. I'd rather be able to jump. Yeah, I, I always want to jump. I can't imagine playing this and having to swap between jump and shield. That would drive me bonkers. To, to be fair, the shield's not really that useful at all. Well, it is. I find it useful, especially at the beginning when you got to push past those sea urchins. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose for puzzle solving. But, like, combat in general, you don't really need it. Well, because the enemies are so easy anyway. It's like one, two swipes and everyone's dead. The only one you mm-hmm. need it for is like the big boss where you got to time it and yeah. get the hit back so you can swipe yeah. it. I was going to say, that's kind of, like, the only time I feel like you really end up needing it is during, like, boss battles. And, like, granted, like, there are certain enemies, like, uh, the Moblins, like, where you need to, like, parry and then mm. swipe, like... There's things like that where, like, it comes in handy, but you don't necessarily, like, need it. I did find at this point in the boat, basically all the enemies in the game are exactly the same. Like, all of those big enemies, the ones that are, like, moblins later on, there's ones that are, like, pigs, and they're exactly the same enemy. They just look slightly different. Yeah, you haven't seen half the map, bud. Oh. I have. I've unlocked all of it now. No, I'm seeing there's another half that you still haven't seen. There's a lot of mobs that you haven't encountered yet. Really? So, that's not yeah. on the map screen. Yeah, there's like, there's like, well, 
maybe you've walked everywhere, but there's enemies I've in gone the dungeons. Everywhere you apart from yet. like the top right. Yeah, but like I'm saying, there's lots of enemies you haven't okay. seen yet that they don't introduce until like later dungeons. Like I'm sure you haven't even seen like a Dodongo snake yet. Uh, well, they come out of the, out of the ground, right? Out of the little holes. The, the little purple snakes. No, no, you're thinking of those are like the bugs with the eyes that yeah, come out and try to yeah, grab you. Yeah, no, there's like snakes that you fight later, like in some of the caverns. Like there's a there's an enemy that's literally Kirby. Okay, um, that's cute. There's like a few others that you haven't you haven't gotten near here. How how far away from the end am I then? About half. Because I really want to finish this so I can play The Witcher. You got like five more dungeons if you haven't done the angler one. There's eight dungeons overall, and it sounds like you've done three. I thought I was on the fourth one. I think you're on the fourth one. There's like eight-ish. Okay, I've got three instruments so far. Right, so there are eight instruments you need to collect, and then there's the windfish dungeon. So there's technically nine, but the windfish dungeon is just like a boss rush. So it's hard, but by that point you should be strong enough that it doesn't matter. Because I'm like, by the time I got there, I'm like, I have all the hearts, I have the reduced damage tunic. I'm like well, rocking well, and rolling. Actually, I didn't know about this. No spoilers. I didn't know there was a special tunic. You probably wouldn't find it if you don't know about it. Wow. Yeah. I found the fairy bottle. Found the fairy bottle. Found that early on. Did you get the second one yet? No, so too. Yeah. Have you got, <laughs> have you got all the items? Did I sure do. Them? See, you know where they are. You're cheating. I don't know where their things yeah. are. <laughs> uh, it's quite easy to find a lot of them. Some of the stuff's a bit tucked away, but if you're exploring, you'll find them. Yeah. Also, I don't know if it's fair to say that I'm cheating because it's all memory, and I found all that stuff naturally as a child. Don't believe that. You called the Nintendo hotline, and you sp- you paid one <laughs> one fifty a minute. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, so so Pixel, I just want to ask you this, and then we can move on, because we've talked about this this game a lot the last couple weeks. Where does this game rank for you on your overall Zelda ranking now? Okay. Like, out of all Zelda games. Yeah. It's a higher than mid-tier game. Okay. Okay, what's mid-tier? I'd say for mid-tier, you're probably looking at... Hold on, let me rank stuff. Let me Let me rank stuff in my head. It's above Triforce Heroes. I would hope so. I really like Triforce Heroes. So. Okay, fair enough. I don't mean to throw shade at Grezzo. This is really, really, really riveting radio right I now, just, Pixel. I just want to know where it ranks in compared to Ocarina of Time. Oh, Ocarina of Time's like near the top. So. Is that like S rank? Uh, it's A rank. What's in the S tier? Breath of the Wild. Wind Waker is one of them. Really? And Twilight Princess, despite loads of people hating it. terrible. Damn, that is a hot take. For me, this is an S-ranked game, for sure. I would say my top three Zeldas are Wind Waker, this, and Breath of the Wild. Okay, those are the three Zeldas I've played, so they're my favorites as well. you played the three <laughs> best? <laughs> what about li- well, uh, A Link Between Worlds? Where does that rank for you? I've never played A Link Between Worlds, so... P? I would say that's a that's like a top fiver for me. My top five, like those are my top three. My top five would also include Ocarina and that. What about Link to the Past? Why is that not in there? I might put Link to the Past above Link Between Worlds. Actually, they're like the same. So like, you know, one of those. Depend. Ask me. Depending on the day. I don't know. This is kind of on par with a Link Between Worlds for me. Okay. 
So it's so like B tier, not A tier though. Yeah, it's not A tier. Disappointing. <laughs> My Breath of the Wild's S tier. It's just a ridiculously yeah, good game. That's the S rank. I feel like this game is just as good as Breath of the Wild, just in very different ways. No, I don't it's agree smaller. with that. There's no way this is as good as Breath of the Wild. This game has more personality than any other Zelda game. Maybe. By personality, do you mean nostalgia? Well, yes, but no. Um, <laughs> I don't, no, think, I mean, like, I don't I, think this game has much of its own personality. It just steals from other Nintendo games. Oh my god, that's like not even true. Like, there's some Mario mobs in it. This is the only fucking Zelda game aside from like, what, uh, Four Swords and like fucking one other random one probably that I can't even think of right now that isn't, hey, guess what? You're in Hyrule. You're in Hyrule Field. Let's go to the volcano. Let's go here. It's like the same shit in every game. It's the same places in every game like the the Koholin island is more is a more unique landscape than any other zelda game but let's be honest the storyline is weak the storyline is weak pixel oh Mm -hmm. what but compared to the story in breath of the wild oh breath of the wild doesn't really have a story it's more of a well it does but it's just there as kind of a a guideline what's the zelda game with the good story pixel twilight princess got a good story (sighs) yeah right you gotta you gotta love that three-hour opening, great story, wonderfully paced game. I never got past that. It was really boring. Yeah, it's because it's not good or fun. I think it is the biggest offender of the crappy intro tutorial. Yeah, there's three hours of Navi. Hey, listen, do you know how to fish? Good, we're going to make you do it for 45 minutes. No, oh, this is a Zelda game? You want to get a sword and start fighting? No, no, no. You're going to have to ride a fish and... and, and... <laughs> And, uh, ride a fish. Ride a fish. It's not what I meant. Ride a horse and learn how to fish before you're able to do anything remotely fun in this game. I just want to ride a fish now. That's got to be in the Breath of the Wild sequel. Wind Waker is a different setting, though, right? That's not Hyrule. No, it's it's Hyrule. It's just covered in water. It's definitely different, and that makes it unique. And that's why I like it. But and then Breath of the Wild is Hyrule, but post-apocalyptic, which I'm into. It's still the same. It's still all places we went to in Ocarina of Time. I Okay, let's move on from Zelda. <laughs> move on from Zelda because I really want to know, Pete. You're playing my favorite game of all time, so I really want to know how you're getting on with it. So let's talk about it. Steve, I started playing The Last of Us last night, uh, which we talked about a week or two ago that I said I was going to try to get it done uh, in this in-between period. Um, so I, st- I started up last night because I was like, I beat Link's Awakening. There's a hole in my life. I need to do something else. I didn't feel like doubling back and playing anything else that I'm like halfway through or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to start The Last of Us. And I started it at like 8 o'clock or something like that, 8.30. And I played until 2 in the morning when I was like, oh, shit, I need to wake up and do the podcast in the morning. <laughs> so I went and looked uh, at a – I looked at like a walkthrough just to see how many chapters there were. I think there's – 12 and i'm on chapter six so i'm like halfway through the game already (laughs) and uh, i'm really enjoying it um it's funny though this is the first time in ages where i uh i actually bumped the difficulty down to easy because i was getting sick of doing the stealth no way i've played this game on on hard and then i played it on the mode after hard that gets unlocked like the new game like punishing whatever yeah. I'll never ever play another Naughty Dog game on that difficulty. But the thing is, though, it's that 
each like room you go into are like individual areas. So it's it's not difficult. It's not like it pushes you back super super far if you take a wrong step and a clicker comes after you. No, I just I, like I had two different scenarios where I thought about turning it down to easy, and the one that finally made me do it is there's like a section where you're upside down and you're having to like do a shooting gallery. Oh, yeah. And I had to do it like five times, and I was just like, I'm done with this because like I'm killing, I'm getting headshots on every fighter or every mob coming to attack me and then the last one is a clicker and it one shots you every time it reaches you and i'm sitting there shooting it in the head and it's not dying and i and i'm like felt a bit bullet okay, spongy. Want- yeah and i'm just like this isn't fun anymore uh-huh. like it's getting to a point where it's like this is just like me trying to get through a cutscene of me shooting a thing in the head and i'm like i'm done kicking it down i beat it put it back up to normal fine great it's like Every time I'm getting frustrated, I'm like, I don't, I'm just, I just want to play the game. Like, I'm not here to show off. I don't have anything to prove. Like, it's not a fucking first, first person shooter where I'm like, oh, gotta get all the Twitch angles. And it's like, nah, like, this is a story game. I want to just fucking get to the next thing. It's definitely a story game because Naughty Dog's gunplay is not great in any of that game. And it's not bad. It's, it's not just great, like though. not, it's, it's not, not like, what I'm it, here it doesn't for. feel like Destiny. Where you're like, right. you know, I feel like a superhero. I'm amazing. I'm shooting. I'm seeing everything. I'm, at. you know, it it's it's pretty rough in places. It's it's very much like Rockstar stuff. And with it in Red Dead, like you have the Dead Eye mode where you can stop and do headshots. And in this, I'm just like, God, I'm shooting him. Die, like just die. And you have like four bullets at any given time. So, <laughs> but then it was like, since I put it down to easy for like that one segment afterwards, like I was like, all right. And I remember to turn it back up to normal, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm all stacked out on weapons now, because no, like, it was easy to kill people for a little bit. So now I'm like, alright, this feels appropriate. Like, I have some skills, I'm not dying every five seconds, I've learned that you can actually just sneak past things, and that's oh, yeah. a viable strategy. That, that's, that's the strategy of all, like, um, survival horror games, like Resident Evil, don't waste your bullets on everything. In the beginning, I was like, alright, I guess I have to kill everyone no. to get to the next encounter, and, like, I didn't realize until, like, two or three of those sections i was like oh i could just sneak past everybody okay what do you think of some of the like you know sony was trying to like incorporate all their weird features of their controllers in the game like having to shake the controller to like um recharge your flashlight yeah i don't like stuff like that like that's never appealed to me um it's not enough to like ruin the experience for me but it's like uh there's this writer i like called film crit hulk who um, did this really, really awesome long-form piece on Red Dead Redemption 2 talking about why its controls are kind of obtuse. And he made this point where um, that it stuck with me, where it's like whenever you play a game, an action should be as simple as it takes your mind to do it, right? So like when you go – like you as a person, when you open a door, you think I'm going to open a door and you open a door. You don't think I'm going to open a door. Let me move my arm here, turn the knob and pull it, right? Like – and whenever a video game like itemizes things like that, or have you, it's have like, you ever played Heavy Rain? Yes, it's With the exactly, fucking weird yeah. like return the stick and then like twist it round in order to I move the hand. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're they're like the worst defenders of that Quantic Dream. Like all their games do that bullshit. And with The Last of Us or uh, Uncharted, it's always just when it's like, oh, I need help moving this door, and you go over and you press triangle, and then you're like, oh. I guess I need to physically drag the door to the right. Okay. Naughty Dog, though, are very good. If you go in the accessibility menu, you can turn all of that yeah. shit off. That's true. You can do that. 
Uh, but anyway, I'm really enjoying it. I'll probably play it for six hours again tonight and finish it. <laughs> on, on easy mode, yeah. Uh, no, I'm back up in normal. Uh, whatever. I don't have anything. I don't have anything to prove. I, I love that game. That game makes me cry every time I play it. I still, I still not played it. Oh my god, it's on PS Plus. Go get it. I already have it. Yeah, I already owned it too. That's why I, I finally just jumped into it. And uh, don't forget to play Left Behind afterwards. I won't. I'm ready. Really good story. I'm gonna be all ready for Last of Us too, Steve. Don't you worry. We're gonna talk about it on After Dark. Um, yeah, but yeah, this week on our Patreon exclusive show After Dark, we're gonna talk more about The Last of Us. I'm sure. So we'll get into full spoilers and stuff. Uh, and then the last game on our list this week, Pixel. You played a little bit of Fallout Four with your missus. I did, and I actually enjoyed it. <gasps> I'm reluctant to say I enjoyed it. Why? Because it's slow. There's no real meaning to it. It's it's sci-fi Skyrim. Yeah, it's not sci-fi Skyrim because sci-fi Skyrim is is going to be Starfield when that comes yeah, out. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's post-apocalyptic Skyrim. Yeah, but yeah, um, better than I thought it would be. Took me a while to get into it though. So, where are you? What have you What have you done? Who have you aligned with? I've aligned with everyone so far. Okay, nice. Who are you liking <laughs> the most? Uh, the guys just start off with, I've forgotten their names now, Minutemen. Just because they seem to be like, that's a rebuild society, so it's like, yeah, that's good. And I invested loads of stuff in the little town at the beginning. Yeah. Well, you can always align with the Minutemen, regardless of who else you pick. Oh, okay. You can become like the leader of the Minutemen and, and have all of your towns around the place, because you can build loads of those eventually. Yeah, but then you've got to put so much time into building all the stuff, so I've just made one main one and the other ones are just shitty. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. But the three, the three main ones you have to pick from are Brotherhood of Steel, the Railroad, and the um, Institute. So I'm aligned with the Brotherhood of Steel at the moment. I've not met the others yet. You can get cool power armor if you work with them. Yeah. I, I did get a, a torso bit. Oh, okay. Laboratory. You're getting there, you're getting there. Um, so are either of you guys interested in Outer Worlds? Like yeah, massively so. Massively yeah, I'm interested. so excited for that game. Uh, but I don't know if I'm waiting for it to come out on Switch or if I'm going to play it on Xbox. I'm just going to play it on PS4. You should play it on Xbox. It's on Game Pass. I know, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. If you like it and you want to play it on the go, get it on Switch. I but... do want to play it on the go, yeah. But uh, did you also see that rumor that the, the f- this Fallout collection was listed for this coming out and then maybe coming to Switch? I, I was going to say, look, after playing Fallout, I was like, they could easily put this on Switch. Like, yeah, they put, what they it's did the same Skyrim. engine as Skyrim. Yeah, it's the exact same engine. They should put New Vegas on Switch. That's that's what the rumor was. It was Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, New Vegas, and Fallout 4 in one collection. That would be sweet. You see, I played Fallout New Vegas, and that's a game that put me off Fallout. New Vegas wasn't made by Bethesda. It wasn't? No. No, yeah, okay. that's the one made by Obsidian. That's like, they're like the creators of it. Uh, Black Isle, yeah, was their, their previous studio. But uh, most people agree that that's the best one. It's my favorite. Maybe I'll go back and replay it. That's like that's like the intellectuals answer, you know. It's like, oh, what's your favorite Fallout? And someone says New Vegas, and you're like, all right, cool, they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm dumb because that's the one I didn't like. Yeah, I guess I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying that the Fallout community is. I've I've played so little Fallout, I have oh, no takes. It's probably my favorite. It's probably one of my favorite franchises. You haven't played Witcher yet, though, sir. No, I have played The Witcher. I played some Gwent, and then I stopped playing. (laughs) (laughs) Playing a tutorial doesn't count as playing a game. Oh, my God. 
All right. So before we move on in the news, let me just uh, real quick tell you guys how you can support the show. Uh, remember to head over and give us a like on your audio platform of choice. And if we're not somewhere where you get your podcasts, let us know and we'll make sure to get there. If you want to get more content from us, you can hit us up at lootpots.com where we have our uh, Nintendo news and reviews and all kinds of other fun stuff. Go check it out. Uh, you can also connect with us on youtube.com slash lootpots. Uh, as well as twitch.tv slash loopots if you want to get some video content from us. And uh, if you want to connect, uh, you can get in touch by going and joining our Discord, which is a lively little community of Nintendo fans just like you who are there every week talking about what's going on in the world of video games uh, as well as all kinds of other stuff. So if you want to come chat with the three of us and uh, some other like-minded pots heads, it's a great little place to hang out. We hope you'll come join us. Uh, last but not least, if you want to show your utmost support, you can head over to patreon.com slash and support us at the $5 level where you will get access to our patron exclusive show after dark, uh, which I teased before where this week, Steve and I will be catching up talking about his, uh, trip, New York comic con and, uh, my interview with Robert Kirkman as well as the last of us. So go and check that out. It's a great show. Pixels even on it sometimes. All right, so uh, before we get into the news, we do have one little bit of mail from the mailbag. Um, there's a lot of ways you can get in touch, all the ways I outlined before, as well as hitting us up at Lupots on Twitter or hitting me up at Pete at Lupots.com. Um, so this one comes from our pal Chewy Plays, uh, who is uh, a regular member of our Discord chat and uh, uh, has a great little Animal Crossing podcast. So, uh, you know, go check out Chewy stuff. Um, so Chewy writes in and says, I've got a question for you. If Nintendo decided to make an amiibo for every Pokemon, would you buy them all? Also, would you prefer them to be figures or cards? I'd like to say no. <laughs> Peace answers yes. Would you buy them? Yes. Would you like figures or cards? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if they did cards and it was like the trading card game that you could scan and they did stuff in the game, 100% I would, I would buy them. Like, really but cool. they could, they should do them in like booster packs, so you can trade and do it that way. I'd be into that. No, don't fucking don't joke about that. Booster packs, Steve. That would be the oh. only way I'd be interested. That's the only way they do it. That's the only way. Oh my god, it's making it worse. It's just like, oh, cool. Listen, all right. If the thing that I need to make this heroin more attractive to me is the element of randomization. <laughs> Even better, when you scan the card, it might have a different NFC chip in it, like a shiny chip. Oh my god, some... that'd be so god, cool! No, so you, you wouldn't even know until you scanned it. Don't give them ideas like that. <laughs> Nintendo listens to this show; we all know it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so uh, I guess I'd prefer them to be cards because it would be easier to hide my shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. There's no way if they made one for all Pokemon, like this is like a thousand figure set, like Sarah would kill me. Oh, and they made them all, you know, the giant Pikachu amiibo size as well. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I loved oh, seeing no, the, that on the back no. of the, on like the pictures and like just how it took up the entirety of that three of the three DS screen. It was just like <laughs> jumbo Pikachu on there. Do you have one of those, Pete, Detective Pikachu? I don't. I didn't buy it when it came out because I was like, whatever, fuck that game. And then the movie came out. I was like, oh, I kind of like Detective Pikachu. I wish I had gotten that giant amiibo. <laughs> They're still bringing that game to Switch, aren't they? Yeah, that's coming to yeah. Switch and the sequel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'll have to reprint him eventually and I'll snag it. 
They just like are reprinting all the thirtieth anniversary Zelda ones now, and I've got like almost all of them. So, do they still have the thirtieth anniversary symbol on the box, or is it just normal now? No, they don't. They don't. Oh man, I didn't realize that. That's a bummer. And it has Switch printed on the back. That's what. That's like the Nintendo Switch logo, so you can definitely tell if it's a new one, if it's a reprint. I thought, I thought you said Twitch. I was really confused. I'm like, no. wait, what have I missed? No. Twitch.tv slash Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I the, uh, there's a very there's very few um, Pokemon I would want. I'd want like Snorlax, Porygon, um, probably Pikachu, but you can already get Pikachu. So name three more. Bulb Sword Charmander. Well. That's, that's the limit of your Pokemon the knowledge, isn't it? Let <laughs> me just name the four most well-known Pokemon. Ponyta. Because it's like Ponyta. gay as fuck now. Isn't it, isn't it Ponyta? Or is it Ponyta? It's Ponyta. Ponyta. Sounds like a really fancy name. Ponyta. <laughs> <laughs> is that how I sound to you, Pete? So posh. <laughs> oh my god. How do I sound to you, Steve? Like the man from Spider-Man. We've established that. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna mess with a guy trying to save a bunch of kids? (laughs) Oh... Alright, so moving into the news this week, HAL Labs are recruiting additional staff for a new Kirby game. Pixel, I literally woke up to see this news. You wrote an article about it. What's going on? And this this is totally off memory. I'm not reading it. Um, so yeah, they're recruiting ten new roles um, at the Yamanashi Research and Development Center. I think I said that right. There's not much info to go on, but the kind of tagline to it was like, "Don't you want to come and create a new Kirby game with amount of uh, with a view of Mount Fuji?" Because that's where their office is based. You can see Mount Fuji. Yeah, I know, right? Sounds great. So they kind of confirmed it's a new Kirby game, and that, that's all we know. And it's like everyone. It's like level designer, planning assistant, <laughs> yeah. UI. Like it's like everything. 3D artists. So, uh, doesn't. There's not much to go here. Go on here. But um, one thing I thought was interesting. It says they are looking for people with experience in development after the HD generation. So, so uh, based on 3D artist and HD generation requirements, it's obviously a 3D Kirby game. But yeah, that's kind of what we know. Right, and it's like, what does that mean, though? Like, is that 3D in the way that, like, all the Kirby 2D games have been, like, 2.5D recently? Or is it, like, mm. we might get, like, an actual 3D Kirby game? I want I want Kirby Air Ride, too. Yo, that would be sweet, actually. I think I think that could work on the Switch as well. Or just a port of Kirby Air Ride, I'd go for that as well. I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I would get down with that for sure. I think the idea of it being, like, uh a more 3D console game like Kirby Crystal Shards was is interesting. Like, we haven't seen that from Kirby since then, really. So... How how were they in terms of difficulty? Because I know the last Kirby game was basically babies. They're all... <laughs> they're all... Too, like, all Kirby games are easy, but, like, modern Kirby games are, like, too easy. You know, like... I feel like from Epic Yard, it's just been, like, it's impossible to lose. Just run to the right and you'll win. <laughs> I still like Kirby games, though. They're very charming. I like the music. I like the yeah, art. Yeah, in the same way that the Yoshi games are, but they're easy as hell as well. And they, in the on the latest one, they added the even easier mode, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was like so ridiculous. You, you literally can't die. 
All right. So that, we'll talk more about that as it develops, of course. Uh, moving right along. This one, I, you know, we, we, we like briefly touched on it last week, but I really thought that this being a Nintendo show, uh, we would avoid the whole Blizzard controversy conversation. But th- this shit has come up on our doorstep, so we have to talk about it. Uh, so for those of you who don't live in America, and are unaware, Nintendo has uh, a, a big Nintendo World store in New York City that where they do a bunch of like exclusive giveaways and like events and all this stuff. And they had a Overwatch launch event that was scheduled uh, for tomorrow, as of the date of this recording, um, where 150 sign uh, fans were able to sign up and meet voice actors from Overwatch. And it was going to be like this whole, you know, fun Overwatch launch event. And Blizzard has canceled the event. Why, why, Pete? Why do you think they've cancelled the event? What could have happened, transpired over the last seven days? You know, Steve, uh, I think it may have something to do with them supporting a, you know, um, a government that is 100% guilty of war crimes, or crimes against humanity. I won't say war crimes, that's not accurate. Uh, crimes against humanity, as well as a, uh, a walkout from a number of their employees, as well as... Um, I, b- I believe now two public statements that have not been very well received where they have uh, effectively doubled down and been like, hey, so, yeah, we're going to wind back some of these penalties and stuff, but we didn't do anything wrong, which is really what everybody wants is for them to admit br- some wrongdoing to maybe, you know, acknowledge like, hey, you know what? Let's we're going to be we're, cards on the table. We were worried about money, not freedom. That was wrong. But this is a company um in 2019 so uh expecting them to do the moral thing is naive so neither of you guys have been on the show what's your take on this whole situation um you know any any thoughts you want to you want to air on this take take your uh take your two minutes here so the 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 whole thing happened in case the listeners don't know i don't know if you touched on it on the last show um essentially it was like a a hearthstone shoutcaster Said on their said on their the official Blizzard live stream that you know they supported Hong Kong essentially and the and yeah they said the, the free protests. Hong Kong yeah yeah um, Blizzard then said that that violated their rules and stripped them of their winnings from that tournament and gave them a twelve month ban right yes they've since restored the winnings and reduced the ban to six months but that kind of seemed despite bit, the fact that the players said they'll never play Hearthstone again yeah and kind of seemed to be a little bit too late. Meanwhile, like every other game company in the world, has taken the opportunity to say, we wouldn't do this. Like, Epic got on board and was just like, nah, this is terrible. You can say whatever the want, whatever the hell you want on our streams. We're not going to stop people from having their own political views, that kind of stuff. I did love that from Epic because Epic is 40%. Has a uh, Tencent. Oh, my Chinese company, yeah. <laughs> Tencent is the company that has a stake in Blizzard that everyone's like, that's why they did this. Like, you know, they're worried about this. Like 12% of their sales last year came from Asian markets. Um, whereas for Epic, it's just like, it's it's such a small, it's like, oh no, we'll make a billion dollars instead of $1.2 billion. What the fuck ever. And I was like, all right, good for you, Epic. Like, that's a principled stance. It's like, at the end of the day, it's still money, and companies are greedy as fuck. So, like, the fact that they're like, yeah, what, whatever, like, say whatever you want, we're not going to back down on this one is, like, good. 
I, I kind of see it from both people's perspectives. Blizzard's perspective is they don't want people on their stream saying stuff that could potentially damage their business. And yeah. from the other side, they shouldn't have stripped them of, of the player of their winnings. They shouldn't have probably banned them from the tournament. They maybe should have just said, look, you're probably not going to shoutcast for us anymore. You're not going to be on our official streams because you know we don't want you saying things like that. Yeah, but that's some bullshit with that shoutcasting thing because the shoutcasters weren't even involved. When the guy said what he said, they ducked under the desk and were like, I don't know how to handle this. And okay. then they got fired. Like, they didn't know. They got this thing sprung on them. And I, I do think that's a, why it's a news story is Blizzard's gross overreaction. Mm-hmm. But, like, good. I'm glad because otherwise this would have just went away and nobody, like, I don't pay attention to Hearthstone competitive, like, I wouldn't have even known they did this. I'm glad that they fucked up so colossally that everyone knows how shitty they are. Because, like, I get it, right? Like, money talks, cost of doing business, all those things, like, Activision Blizzard is a insanely lucrative company. Like, I don't think that there's any, like, ex- like excuse that makes it okay where it's like, yeah, no, 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 we're going to do this because we're afraid of getting banned by the Chinese government. It's like, that's like a super, it's a really unsavory move. And, like, I know I've been guilty of being like, oh, I don't see the problem with Tencent buying stake in video game companies in the past. I completely have changed my opinion there because, like, this is what's happening. And it's like, we're all complicit in... Like, human rights violations, you know, like, when we support companies that are doing business with China and, like, not holding them to any kind of standard. Every company on the planet is doing business in China. I know, and it's awful! Like, where do you think your phone was made? Nah, they're not anymore. Ah, it's in South Korea now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I love That's trouble. true. <laughs> the, 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 the party line that I have to keep coming back to when these stories come up is that there is no ethical consumption in late-stage capitalism, because mm-hmm. all companies are evil. But at the end of the day, like, we, we got to hold them to some kind of standard. And, like, this is this is really uncomfortable. And um, people are mad and they should be. They handled it so badly. That was the issue. Like, whether, like, whether it's just because they don't want political statements being made on their behalf or they support the Chinese, like, whatever. They just, it, even without clarifying the reason they did it, they just penalized someone, which immediately caused everyone to make assumptions anyway. If they'd just gone, okay, look, out after the stream, you can't say political statements or anything along those lines because we might get associated with that whether we support it or don't. You know? Yeah. If they'd just done that, I and mean, then that would have been it. No drama. No, they would have got away with whatever view they support or don't support. And everyone would have carried on as normal. But by doing what they did... Like you said, they just created a news story, and no matter what they say now, they're never going to be able to undo what they've done. And the the fact that BlizzCon is like right around the corner is like mm, there's there's a they... lot of per- protest plan- planned at BlizzCon, but I think this is going to be one of those things that blows over very very quickly. Do you remember when um, Red Dead Redemption came out and there was that whole hoo-ha about working conditions were terrible and the CEO mm-hmm. was bragging about how amazing it was that they all worked like 100 hour weeks to get the game done and everyone did it because they loved it and blah 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 and everyone was like no this is terrible your your studio needs to respect their employees and then it still was the biggest selling game of 2018 yeah but I, I think that the, there's more nuance around that conversation because like when you talk about crunch like at the end of the day like am I supporting like what like what am i accomplishing by not buying red dead redemption 2 like we can acknowledge that crunch is a problem but me not buying that game doesn't make them not crunch it means that 
they crunched for no reason. Like if I want to enjoy their art, like that, like that, that to me is like a way different conversation than this, where it's just like, I don't think there's any defensible explanation for what Blizzard did here. And like, I, I, I think you're probably right. I want to believe that you're wrong. I want to believe that this is something that like, in the same way that Blizzard fans got worked up over the Diablo thing, and in many ways are still holding on to it, that they'll hold on to this actual real controversy that Blizzard should be held accountable for. Because as far as I'm concerned, like, if this is the end of the story, like, this is a massive stain on Blizzard's legacy as one of, like, the great game studios. Because this is, like, a really disgusting, like, move from them. And it's clearly just motivated by money and, like, you know, without any thought towards anything but that. And they're a company, but, like, companies are made of people, and I'd like to expect better from them sometimes. Anyway, um, so moving along from that, uh, there's a free Wargroove Double Trouble DLC coming to Nintendo Switch um, and other platforms if you played it somewhere else uh, that introduces three new characters and uh, a bunch of, like, new new maps and all this cool stuff. And there's uh, there's additional... Um, uh, what is it? Like, the building stuff. There's, like, some new pieces that you'll get. There's a new co-op campaign, um, new arcade missions, like, a, a, a ton of new stuff. And, of new stuff. and the thing I'm most excited for is the new editing tools. Right, that's what I meant uh, when I said the building shit that I, did, I didn't uh, eloquate that well. But yeah, there's a ton of new, like, pieces that you can build with now. Um, some new unit modifiers and, and stuff like that. Um... There's also like some balance changes that's pretty interesting. So it's like a lot of a lot of new stuff coming to Wargroove, uh, and it's all free, and it's out at the end of the month on October 29th. Mm-mm. So um, no, there's no release no? date. Oh, I thought it went out alongside the physical edition. No, no DLC coming oh. to all support platforms. No release date yet. Sorry about just, that. I was just reading that. I wonder if it is on the physical edition or not, because based on the release timing, I'm going with not. No, I don't think they've got that on there and printed it. In time. Which is such a shame because they're releasing that as a deluxe edition, and if they just waited a bit longer. Yeah, why wouldn't. Yeah, I would just time it for that. I don't know. Anyway, um, sorry, I misspoke there. Uh, but yeah, there is also that physical edition that's coming out to October 29th for PS4 and Switch. Uh, so you can go get in your, um, your pre orders now, and you'll be able to get a downloadable version of the soundtrack, which is cool. Uh, and then they're also going to be at EGX London. Which you guys will be present for. You guys are gonna go check this out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm very, very interested to hear your thoughts on it. I'm gonna ask them. I'm gonna be like, "Is it on the car? Is it? Answer me. Let me know." <laughs> and then some simple rep will be there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Have you know. seen who's publishing the um the physical version? It's like a blast from the past. Sold out games. Oh wow! I can't believe Never they still exist. What is that? I've never heard of. Okay, so like in the nineties and early two thousands, when a game got super popular, it would have like a sold out release, and like sold out games would like publish like a version that was like super cheap. Oh, okay. But sold out games apparently still exist, and are now publishing Switch games. Still out there kicking. Um, but yeah, so I I really loved Wargroove. It was one of my favorite indies this year. Um, so I'm I'm definitely interested in in taking another look at this uh this campaign and seeing if I can throw a little time toward it. I think I might see if I can rope Sarah into the co-op now that she's played Fire Emblem and is all uh, up to date on the tactical RPGs. 
So, uh, yeah, I am looking forward to hearing uh, your your report from EGX, and uh, I will definitely have takes for it when it comes out, because you better believe I'm going to play it, especially because it's free. All right, so last item on the news list this week, Fortnite Chapter 2 has been announced, uh, and there was this black hole thing that I saw everyone tweeting about. They, they did a Twitch stream, right? Where there was a black hole. Yeah. And well, okay. So that happened in the game. So if you were in the middle of a match reveal when a that happened. No, they didn't, unfortunately. No? Okay. Was that 24-hour stream just for that one Pokemon, by the way? It sure was. And I bet Joe Merrick feels like it was a really good use of his time. I genuinely can't believe they did that. That was like the biggest switcheroo. So catch us up here, Steve. You're the only one of us who's played a significant amount of Fortnite. What's going on? What is Chapter 2? What is the black hole? So you know how they've done seasons with Fortnite, right? And yes. so every season there's been a new battle pass, they've slightly changed the map, they've added new things, they've done that. It got to season 10, which they called season X, because, you know, why not? It's hip and trendy. it's cool. Yeah. And then at the end of this season, if you're in the middle of a match, a black hole appeared in the sky, and absolutely everything got sucked into it. The whole, the whole of the map, the whole of everything, and you were there floating in the sky. And then it went, then they had like a blackout for like 12 hours, and all you could see was just this black hole. And they had like a Twitch stream, they deleted all their tweets on the Fortnite account, and it was just a whole weird like. And for that 12 thing. hours, no one could play? No one could play it. Nintendo had to like reply to people and say, don't worry, your V-Bucks are still safe. <laughs> safe. <laughs> <All> my money. <laughs> your V-Bucks are still safe. Uh, contact Epic Games if you have any questions. Because I'd imagine they got quite a lot of support question, uh, questions when people can log on and play Fortnite. Um, and then Fortnite Chapter 2 arrived, which uh, is basically a whole new map. So previously they'd only made changes to the existing map that has been there since Fortnite Battle Royale started. They've just replaced it with a brand new map, brand new stuff, and um, presumably they're going to do like another 10 seasons of it. I just found it super interesting and and how every single season and how every like map changed. They managed to make a whole event around it and get everyone talking about it and everyone watching a stream when basically all it is is a content update to an existing game. Uh, it's pretty incredible, to be honest. It gave them plenty of time to update the servers, though, didn't it? While everyone was oh, staring yeah. at a black hole. Fortnite in general is insane to me. Like, the fact that it's, like... Still early access. <laughs> Ten seasons on. Eleven now, is it, sorry? Chapter two, yeah. still early access. It's so... Is it still early access, yes, though? Yes, it's I still it early access. Until... You boot it up on your Switch today, it, on the uh, loading screen, it will say early access. That's so funny. Um, billion dollar game, early access. What a time to be alive. Like, I'm I'm not a Fortnite guy, but I'm also not a Fortnite hater at all. Um, I think that what Epic has been able to do with this game is, like, nothing short of incredible. Like, when you think of the narrative of Fortnite, that it came out, it flopped. Like, they were done it for six years. It came out. It flopped. PUBG came out. Set the world on fire with the Battle Royale. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. We're big fans of that. Um... Yeah, we're about to Oreo you. You're Hydrox now. Like, <laughs> and since then, they make like a billion dollars a month. It's on literally every platform. They bullied the entire industry into you into making crossplay the norm. Like, and and despite having a forty percent stake from a Chinese company, was like, fuck it, we don't care. We don't need your money because this game is an absolute juggernaut. And the fact that like eleven seasons in. 
they're still out here just cranking shit out. And that people were like, for 12 hours, the game was down. And that was a news story. You know what happens when another game's down for 12 hours? No one who doesn't play that game is aware. It was. I think it trended on Twitter, like the number one hashtag thing. Like what's happening with what's happening with Fortnite. It's the only reason I knew what was happening. I don't play Fortnite. And I see everyone tweeting about this black hole. Apparently, if you put in the Konami code while you're on that screen, you could play a little Space Invaders game. Yeah, you could, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Uh Yeah. Uh, I just think it's really cool as well that they've not been dicks about anything, and they've actually um, helped out a lot of of people. So they have, I don't know if you know, they make Unreal Engine and they have an asset store. And initially, the percentage take on the asset store was um, you made 12%, and they, they got the rest, I believe, or it might have been the other way around. Something like that. Or, or, or no, I think maybe they took 30% and you got 70 And now it's changed. And they they only take 12% now. But they back pay two years um, people wow. on the asset store. And they cited it was because of the success of Fortnite that they were able to do that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, like, the Epic Game Store, like, everything that they're doing like that, like, all those initiatives are made possible by Fortnite. Like, Fortnite is, like... It's like it's like how Google can operate YouTube at a loss indefinitely because they make so much fucking money on Google. You know, it's like Fortnite is as long as Fortnite is making a billion dollars a month, they can write as many checks as they want. I remember when my nephew uh, he had Fallout on my brother's Xbox because like, they, they have a kid's profile, but my brother was going away to work. Wait, you mean Fortnite? You said Fallout. Uh, Fortnite. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Too many F games. He went away, but he forgot to put his credit card lock back on. And my nephew spent like five hundred pounds on Fortnite V Bucks and skins. They give them did they refund? Because they're usually nope. pretty good at it. No refund. Oh no. Really? They wouldn't refund him? As far as I'm told. Did he the, try? I mean it's kinda of your I, own he fault because they tried. do have a credit card lock on it for a reason. <laughs> yeah, apparently he left it unlocked on his Xbox or something. But yeah, that's how they get so much money, I imagine. You know, just people buying that stuff because it's like a clip collectible thing and a status thing isn't it in the game yeah oh yeah absolutely i'm sure that's a huge part of it that's why i always think it's funny like when that whole like conversation around loot boxes and gambling and everything comes up like that's a big thing people bring up is like it's it very much reminds me of that uh that simpsons bit of like but think of the children (laughs) and i'm just like look that i really feel like that's a scenario where it's like i've had a lot of people bring up stories oh my friend's kid spent all this money on fortnite i'm like look Nothing against your friend, like that's kind of their fault, right? Oh, like, absolutely. You, it's like if you just like 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 left your credit card out and your kid took it and went to the mall and bought a bunch of stuff. What would you call that? Oh, my kid stole from me, right? They stole my credit card and went and spent a bunch of money. It's the same thing. Like it's just like you need to like be responsible and lock your shit up, man. Uh, it's good that they're putting money back into the industry, though, and rewarding like the asset creators from the Epic uh, Unreal Store. Uh, maybe I will play Fortnite eventually and give them a bit of support. I gave it a shake when it came to Switch. It wasn't for me, but uh, I appreciate it for Look, what it is. Looks like it's got fishing now and pogo sticks. So, Oh, great. They add all sorts of weird stuff. It's it's awesome that they just like keep adding like cool stuff. And they, they, turn, those, they turn that around so quickly. Like it's it's like ten weeks for each season or something like that, and then after that everything's replaced and they've got all new stuff in again. It's it's phenomenal. They're like 
the pipeline they must have there. And just the yeah. of people churning stuff out constantly. Well, good on you, Epic. You're doing a lot of good things, I think, in this industry. Uh, particularly, as much as this may be an unpopular opinion, um, I am a huge fan of the Epic Store. Not that I've bought anything on it, because I'm not much of a PC gamer. But uh, competition is good, and monopolies are bad. Because, again, corporations are evil, and they don't care about you. So Epic and Valve having a competition for the PC space is only good for us consumers. All right, so I'm um, jumping off my political soapbox. You can go follow us uh, for After Dark. Uh, out this week, Thursday, October 17th, Felix the Reaper coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I when I saw this, I was like, oh, man, like Felix the Cat? It's like, oh, the Reaper. That is a term I was not <laughs> expecting. Okay. Much different. So uh, I'm going to let Steve explain this one, but I do want to just the, – the tagline of it is Felix the Reaper, a romantic comedy about the life of death. And there's a, a very heavy set skeleton man in what looks like Beats by Dre headphones uh, oh, yeah, doing some – he's doing some ballet. Uh, so this game looks pretty and it yeah. looks like it's about this jolly dancing man. Yeah, so he's in love with someone called Betty, who is um, works at the Ministry of Life, and it's uh, I think it's a turn based I think it's turn based, but it's a puzzle game, and you have to work your way through to um, indie music and dance along with it in order to get past the enemies and past people to make your way to Betty. I'm into that, mm. and it looks really pretty. And his uh, dance moves were created by professional dancers. It says too, which I like. I like the idea that there is like a choreographer like <laughs> on this game. <laughs> this is a cute one. You gonna you gonna pick it up? I'm not sure. We'll see because there's just so much. You know, this so, week alone, every Witcher. This week alone, The Witcher and Baldur's Gate has come out, and I and I'm torn between those two as to what to get. And I know Pixel's gonna say The Witcher because I've already played Baldur's Gate one and two, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't replay games all the time because I know I always do it. But you know, how long's The Witcher? Like a million hours long. 200 if you do everything. 300 hours! 200 if you do everything. Is that including the DLC? That is including the DLC. Okay. I believe. Still still a long time. Each of those are like 100 hours. That's like 10 whole days of my life gone. How long have you played Stardew Valley for? In your playtime on your Switch. Irrelevant, irrelevant line of questioning. Uh, Okay, so I've played like Stardew Valley for like 120 hours on the Switch. And then on top of that, I had already played a lot on PC. A lot more than Switch, or yes. So you, so you could have completed The Witcher, including all the side quests and all the crappy Gwent games. Oh yeah, I'm not you playing know? Gwent. I couldn't play Gwent. That was awful. You have to play one match. You're only forced to play one. Yeah, I know. That's the one I played, and then I stopped playing it again. The difference there, Pixel, is that Steve enjoyed all hundred of those hours. I started. did. Yeah, uh, me and Shane had a really great time. We got married, we had kids. It was awesome. You played a Witcher. Do you want to? Do you want to drink potions and play card games? No, I want to. I want to rescue Shane from the gutter when he's a drunk and he's like <laughs> trying to kill himself. <laughs> there, there, there's some really good storylines in which that'll get you really invested. Just get to them. So when can when can we expect our copies, Pixel? You said you said you were going to reach out to CD Projekt and get us review copies. I did. They didn't give us them. They didn't even respond. To be honest. Wow. Well, I guess they don't. I guess they don't want me to play their game. Uh, so next up, uh, we've got uh, same day. Uh, the seventeenth is where the bees or where yeah where the bees make honey. 
You can always tell when Steve's picked the uh, list. <laughs> Why? The, no, this sounds like a game I would pick too, though. It's like very like weird and emotional. Where the Bees Make Honey tells the story about reflecting on different moments from a childhood which are played and experienced from an adult perspective. At its core, Where the Bees Make Honey is a puzzle adventure game, but gameplay variation is filtered throughout. Okay. It says it's dreamy, ethereal, and thoughtfully crafted experience about nostalgia. That's I, cool. I think it has like vibes of like inside and um, like that one where you're a little kid or something and like everything's been really creepy not inside oh. but there's one that's like it that's by a different company s- s- no it's the same company no 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 I'm not on about Limbo I'm on about there's oh. another one that's like not Play Dead Little Nightmares you're thinking Little of. Nightmares it has vibes of that but okay. less creepy oh my god well there are some really creepy bits I thought this game was cute uh, yeah that's different from how I expected it to be it's kind of a mix between um is it the gardens between that 3D puzzle? Oh yeah, the one you played. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Reviewed that, between right? like that mixed with probably yeah, little nightmares. It's mm. kind of. And for five for five fifty nine, I'll probably pick this one up and give it a while. Oh, that's nice. cheap. That's not bad. Uh, also on Thursday, we've got Sega Ages for Columns Two: A Voyage Through Time and Ishidant Four R. I'm gonna guess that I said that right. Um, so again, Sega Ages is that like line of we're taking classic sega games lovingly recreating them adding some new bells and whistles uh very very high quality ports so if you're interested in those games or retro gaming in general definitely worth checking out on friday october 18th uh we got another steve pick here mega aquarium <laughs> yeah this is so cool you make aquariums yeah so like it's like theme park theme hospital that yeah. zoo game and basically all of those like sim games, but you run it. You're running a theme park, uh, not theme park. That's that's cool. That's the game called theme park. You're making an a sea life center. You're making an aquarium. Yeah. I, I I love this kind of game. This is I love management sims. I don't know why. I'm strange. I just I just think it was cool. I also love this kind of game. Uh, if there wasn't a Zoo Tycoon successor so close, that's I would not coming to Switch though. So no, I'm playing on PC. Because that's where management sims are the best. No. Inaccurate. Inaccurate. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving right along. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Comp- Complete Edition. Which Max will have you know, apparently is better than Pokemon. Max is an idiot and I don't respect him. Max has been <laughs> Max has been going on about this game for so long. Even to the point he complained on Twitter that he couldn't buy a physical version because they hadn't put it out on the websites yet. <laughs> He's been so hyped for this game. Oh, I know. He was talking about when he was on the show with me and saying that how how he's more excited about this than Pokemon. Oh, it's gonna be great. Oh, Digimon's better than Pokemon. Oh, two D Mario's bad. I like Metroid. Oh. Shut no, up, Max. Nobody, nobody cares. Digimon. They all thought it was like a rip off Pokemon. No, it's was. great. The show was awesome, but like you're awesome. gonna try and act like the games are as good as Pokemon. Come on, get the fuck out of here kind of dumb hipster shit is that also coming out that day uh the game of the year ring fit adventure mm-hmm. oh i'm looking i actually this is gonna be the video of the year for me when i see a video of you playing it on our youtube channel youtube.com get ready for it boys and girls it's gonna be magical i wanted to do it launch weekend but i'm unfortunately gonna be away for uh a vacation um so i'm gonna have to do it the week i come back but that's that's perfect because 
I think that actually frames the video even better because I'm going to come back from vacation all bloated and filled with food and like, oh, gross. I got to get fit. I got to get ring fit. Can, can we get like a Rocky montage of you using the ring fit? Don't spoil it, Pixel. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm just trying to feed ideas. Those steps are in Philadelphia. We've already had this discussion. I'm doing it, and I, I, I'm i legitimately going to recruit DJ to follow me around with a camera and, and do this shit. I'm, I'm going to reach the final countdown, guys, all right? I'm the best around. Can you play in portable mode? You can't, but I can sure... You can? I think so, yeah. Didn't they show it? I'm sure they show it. I'm sure they said it's compatible with the Switch Lite. If it is, I'm going to need to recruit Danny to do this video as well so that I have somebody to hold the Switch so I can, like, run towards him while I'm doing the ring fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be a blast. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, last on the out this week, we've got on Thursday the 24th, it's Ant Hill. Ants ain't saints. I don't like that at all. <laughs> so this game comes <laughs> Ant Hill is a, quote, gorgeous strategy game from Image Inform, the studio behind the SteamWorld series. So if you're a Nintendo fan, I'm sure you're aware of the SteamWorld Dig series. This is the next game from that studio. It is a, uh, it's like a tactical game. I don't know. It doesn't look great. I gotta be honest with you. Oh, that's why I didn't add it to the list. Yeah. And, I mean, I like a good RTS. I like a good strategy game like that. So I mean, it could be good. It but just it looks terrible. Like it's it looks like a mobile game. Korean of time. Yeah, that is accurate. Or it, it, you know what? It doesn't even look like a mobile game. It reminds me of like a very early PC game. Like this feels like a game I could have played on my computer on like Windows ninety eight. It feels like a launch game for like the App Store in two thousand and eight. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> we're, th- we're, th- we're, th- we're throwing shade here, but I mean, <laughs> sorry, image from four. What are you gonna do? I don't, let me see, how long ago was it? It's a long time ago. Oh, 2011, so eight years ago. On mobile. Not great. Wait, this is yeah, an eight-year-old a, game? Eight-year-old game that was released on mobile. Okay, well, see, now now this all makes sense. I think it was it. They're just trotting it back out again. It was Image and Form's first game. They're like, whatever, we can make like another $18,000 if we put it on Nintendo Switch. Whatever. Okay, well, Ant Hill, check it out. It's out Thursday. All right, so moving into our last, uh, our main topic this week, uh, we are bringing back a much beloved segment uh, for a little round of Name That Game! Run That Fucking Music! All right, so last time, last two times, Pixel defeated me, and it was, you know, I'm not going to lie, it was a little demoralizing, uh, but, you know... True competitors compete, and I'm back. I'm ready to fight against Steve this time. Uh, so you're, you're, what you mean is be ready to lose against Steve? Well, I was going to say real quick, do you guys want me to take my headphones off so that Pixel can give you all the answers or give you clues or so that you guys can help each other cheat just like you used to? Or, or is this going to be a fair Ten match? Ten seconds will do it. Just take them off quickly. Okay, great, great, great. Go ahead. you still got them on. So it's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> you ready for round one? Right, so we got to say our names, right? Yeah. To buzz in. You can just say stu- I hate that rule. I wish you could just blurt out the name of the game. That's how I always get fucked. <laughs> Suck up your fears and embark on a supernatural comical quest to save blank. Pete. Crap, I should have let you go longer. It's Luigi's Mansion. It is Luigi's Mansion. No, it's just okay, the original whoa. Luigi's Mansion. Oh my god. On 3DS. 
What's up, baby? Wow. All right, one point, one all, one all. You ready? No, I'm so confused. Steve's defeated. He's already over it. All right, let's go. Join Blank on a whimsical quest to save Blankland in Blank, 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 only for Nintendo Blank. Use our hero's newfound Blank powers and enjoy a relaxing adventure through a fantastical patchwork world made of different fabrics. <gasps> Pete! Yoshi's Woolly World. No. Fuck, Steve. Do you want to keep Kirby's going? Kirby's Dreamland? No. Kirby's Extra Pete? Epic Yarn. No, you only get one oh, go in. Oh. You can't just keep going okay. until... You have to pick another game then, though. There's only five. We need to have a best of. No, because we might, we might, I might fuck another one up. It's fine. Okay, alright, 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 good. Okay. With the blank in hand and the blank equipped, it's time to set out on a fitness-filled quest. Explore a... F- Beat! Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. Woo! Come on, Steve. That's 2-0. 2-0. He's got nothing. Look at him. He's defeated. This is the last one. This is the decider. Wow, thanks. <laughs> right, you ready? No, but yeah. <laughs> By drawing pheromone trails, you direct your ground forces to different destinations, working with streams of units rather than individual blanks. Much like a tower defense game, your mission is to protect the hill as wave upon wave of enemy. Pete! And hill! Is Anhill. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> That's three, man! Yeah, you're the winner, Pete. We get it. We want to go best of seven? Yeah, or? we might as well keep going. Okay. Oh! Lightning round, let's do it! Okay. Are these all worth two points or something? What's going on? No, no, the bonus round's the last question. So we'll just we'll do okay. two more. I know, or one more. This, this, is, this is just a normal question, then the next one's going to have a twist. Okay, okay. You can still tie it up, Steve. Once you arrive in town, you'll be given a new home, which can be customized and decorated. Pete! Animal Crossing. Which one? No, which that's one? Happy Home Designer. Which one? <laughs> the original. But just Animal Crossing. Yeah, just Animal no. Crossing. No. Keep going then. Okay. Once you arrive in town, you'll be given a new home, which can be customized and decorated just how you like it. There are plenty of things to do outside. Here's just a selection of the exciting things waiting for you once you've arrived in your new home. Become the mayor of a new town and make it the perfect place to live. Create public work projects or set or- ordinances to have town run to have the town run exactly as you want to. Pete, no, you Pete can't on. say again. No, Pete. you can't. I'm waiting to hear it all. <laughs> Pay a visit to retail, the recycle shop, and you'll meet Reese. She'll not only buy the things you don't want, but let you put items up for sale too. I'm going to stop there. It's new, it's new Leaf, right? It is New Leaf. Yeah. God damn it! I knew that. Okay, so this is going to be the last one, and we're going to have a little twist on it, okay? If you answer and get it wrong, you'll lose a point. What? Oh, my God. If you answer and get it right, then you'll get a point. So if you answer wrong and come in too early, you'll lose a point, and that'll drop you down to two, Pete. Okay, and if Steve gets it right, then we'll tie up. Okay, okay, all right, great. (laughs) Oh, God, it's just done a splash page instead of the description. (laughs) <laughs> You're killing all the momentum Travel between the worlds of light and dark To save the land of blank In blank 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 For Wii U Steve Pete I said Steve Wait, first Wait for Wii U 
Go on, Pete. But I you thought it was it. Majora's Mask. Shit. Wait, for Wii U? Not repeating it. Uh-oh. Say it. Say something. Five. Hold on. Four. Three. Two. One. Pass. So you're down to two points. And Steve can just sit back and listen. The definitive edition of the beloved adventure game for Nintendo GameCube and Wii features revitalized visuals that will further immerse players in its stunning landscapes and epic story. You play as Blink, a farmhand who is chosen by the gods to free the kingdom of Blank from the clutches of the Blank, 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 who has cursed the land with a perpetual Blank. To help him take on this new menace and break the curse that has transformed him into a wolf, Blank will team up with the mysterious and mischievous Blank, a creature from a corrupt dimension called the Blank Blank. Twilight Princess. It is Twilight Princess. Son of a bitch. All right, tiebreaker. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I need, I need one more. Hold on. Put your detective hat on. It's time to crack the case of a boy's missing father in blank. Blank. Oh, Pete. why did I say blank? <laughs> yeah, go Pete. Blank. <laughs> detective Pikachu. Fuck's sake. Means peace away. Congratulations. Woo. I'm sweating, man. I'm sweating. That got, that got tight there at the end. All right, so so in true name that game fashion, we'll have to do a follow up round next time. There's not a, a main topic to be had, and Steve will trounce me, and then win the next one, and then I'll just I'll be have a time loser. To prepare as well, so it won't be as mismatch, and I can choose some really tricky ones. What's the theme next time? Pixel Japan exclusive titles. <laughs> Doki Doki Panic. Uh... <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for joining us here for another edition of Name That Game and another episode of the Potscast. Again, if you want to connect with us, uh, you can hit us up at loopots.com, follow at loopots on Twitter. Um, visit us on Discord, all that stuff. Uh, if you want to support the show, give us a like on your audio platform of choice. Visit us at youtube.com slash lootpots. Visit us at twitch.tv slash lootpots. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash lootpots. Support us at the $5 level. Get access to our patron-exclusive show, After Dark, where you can hear me and Steve talk about uh, The Last of Us and our vacations and New York Comic Con and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's a great show. We have a good time doing it. We hope you check it out. Hope you'll show, show your support. Keep the lights on and uh, make this entire project less of a weight on Pixel's uh, wallet. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's all the plugs. Yep, I did it. All right, great. See you next time for another, another episode of the Botscast.